If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Introducing Patio Shield Zone Mosquito Repellent from Thermacell. If you enjoy being outdoors, I do. I hate mosquitoes. I hate mosquitoes. You're going to love Patio Shield. Patio Shield creates a 15-foot mosquito protection zone. It's lightweight, portable, and comes in three bold colors. Discover for yourself why Thermacell repellers are so highly rated and backed by 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Thermacell Patio Shield. Turn it on. Mosquitoes are gone. Guys, you can use the code happy hour to save 20% on patio shield at thermocell.com. Friends, you are listening to episode number 196, and my guest is Rachel Henry. Rachel is a mama to some super cute kids, and I know they're cute because I saw them when they all rolled up to my house in an RV from Florida, and they just came out one by one looking cute. She homeschools them, and today she sits down with me to talk about parts of her story that are pretty difficult and scary. But... She shares the redemption that has happened in spite of this super scary night that we're going to talk through. I want you guys to know that this episode is a hard one. I'm letting you know up front. If you are a person who struggles with fear, you might want to have a close friend listen and then let you know if it's okay for your heart to listen to it. Maybe they can even tell you which part to skip because the whole episode is not focused on what happened. At the very beginning of the episode, Rachel gives us a summary of what happened this night. And then we talk through that night for the rest of the episode. I'm going to be super honest with you guys. I've gone back and forth a lot about even airing the show or not airing the show. Not because of anything Rachel did. She was lovely and I loved our conversation so much, but because I don't want to cause any of you to be fearful. But here's where I landed. And I promise you, I've sat on this for a long time. Here's where I landed, you guys. This part of Rachel's story is horrific, but you know what? It's not without hope. And that is where I landed. I hate that this happened to her. I hate it with all of my being, and you will hate it too as you listen. But her story didn't end that night of this tragedy. And what happened this night is not what defines Rachel as a person. You're going to hear her tell us that the morning after this tragedy, she actually prayed for the men that had raped her. You guys, I was blown away by that, completely blown away. And that is why. I am airing this story is because there's more to it than a tragedy that happened when men broke into a woman's home and raped her. The story continues and the story gets better and the story is full of hope and forgiveness. This world is full of hate and terrible things, but as Christ followers, we are not without hope. We are not at a loss of what will sustain us through things like this. Rachel's story shows us just that. She actually looked at all of her attackers in the eyes at sentencing, and she said, I forgive you. Guys, I was blown away when she said that. You're going to be encouraged by her story. I can promise you that. Also, just to let you know, the bulk of our interview is not what actually happened that night, but it's how she walked through it in the years afterwards. So 
if you think it's going to be too much for you, have a friend listen and have them tell you, just don't listen to these minutes of the show. But I really, really, really think that if you can get through it, you're going to walk away super encouraged by her story. On the flip side, you guys, there are so many fun things happening right now with the happy hour. First of all, we just started our summer book club reading for June, and it's a good one, good one, good one. Come join us. There's information about how to join over on my Instagram. Just scroll down until you see the picture about happy hour summer book club for June. We're reading the book. No one ever asked. And I read it this spring and I really, really loved it. It's why I picked it for the summer. Also, you guys, the next Happy Hour Live tickets are up for sale right now. You're going to want to snag these because we're in a smaller venue, which means we don't have as many tickets. Go to jamieivy.com slash events, and that's where you can find all the information. If you love gathering with girlfriends, if you love laughing, if you love good food, if you love amazing goodie bags, then you're going to love these nights. The guests this year are amazing. My guests every time are amazing. And every time we host a show, I'm like, these guests are amazing. And they are. They always are, though. You're going to love it. I hope that you can join us for the book club this summer. I hope that some of you can come to the Happy Hour Live event. But most of all, I'm super thankful that you show up here every Wednesday. I've said it a hundred times, and I'll keep saying it. The stories change the world. In Rachel's story today, it's hard to listen to at some points. But I'm telling you, her story is going to minister to somebody. I don't know. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe you need to deal with forgiveness. Maybe you've been hurt before, and you can see hope in Rachel's story. If nothing else, you guys, we can see what God's love can actually do to our wounded hearts. All right, you guys, here is my conversation with Rachel Henry. Hey, Rachel, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you very much. You and your family just rolled up into Texas in an RV. (laughs) We literally pulled in your driveway. I didn't know if we were going to make the turn. (laughs) Why an RV? Um, Well, I have six kids Uh and six beautiful kids. Thank you. I love them all. They kept getting out of that RV and (laughs) climbing and coming. Yes. Coming and coming and coming. And they got like prettier and prettier. (laughs) And then I came out last to keep up that. (laughs) You have beautiful kids. I'm serious. Yeah. Um, well we drive a 12 passenger van. Really? Yes. Because I like to take my kids and their friends. And so is it like the straight across seats? (laughs) Like I'm thinking of like youth van. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a little newer style, okay. but yes. Uh, and keeping the little ones strapped in their seats for 20 hours is a long one. So we're like, let's run an RV. We came from Florida. Okay, tell us the ages of your kids. Uh, my oldest is nine, boy, twin girls that are eight, a six-year-old girl, two-year-old boy, and an eight-month-old baby girl. So you have three super close mm-hmm. and then a little break. Yeah, it's like two, two years, two years, three years. Okay, years. so you gave yourself another year. Yeah, one extra year. In there. Okay, six kids. You live in Florida. So before babies, did you work? Um, I actually had my first baby when I was still in college. So I got married halfway through college to my high school sweetheart, Simon is his name, and had a baby before I was done. So I sort of worked. I have a degree in interior design. I did little things on the side, and but never really like put myself out there like I would have without kids. You're the friend that everyone calls that's like, hey, can you help me with this in my house? And they're getting free interior design work. I love it when they do that. Okay, good. I do. <laughs> good. I have a friend like that as well. In fact, when I, we were looking to buy our house, which is this old log cabin, um, well, I say log cabin. It sounds like we live in like a one room cabin. <laughs> it's it so is, beautiful. It's a, it's a it's big a house. Modern, it's a very modern, modern but it is yeah. a log cabin. Um, and she is an interior designer. And I made her come out here with me with the realtor mm-hmm. the second time. And I was like, you tell me if I can live here. Like if you say I can, I will. And <laughs> I'm so, glad she said yes. She said yes. And so I'm sure you get that call a lot. Uh, can Does this pillow look right? How can I do this? Yeah. I mean, usually like you're, you're of good taste. Go with your gut. Like 
You can do this. So. Can, can we always take that? Just go with your gut? <laughs> uh, it depends on the friend. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. Uh, okay. So I was talking to you before you came in and mm-hmm. I was trying to remember how I got your information because we've never met until this moment. Yes. <laughs> and um, you reminded me that a friend of yours had said, hey, can I send in you as a guest suggestion? And you said, sure. So is this your first podcast interview? Yes, it is. Welcome to the happy hour. It's your first <laughs> podcast interview. Thank you. Going big. Going big. That's right. That's right. Brought the whole family in the RV for the I interview. I know, right? Yeah. We yeah. could have done this on Skype. I was like, no way. No way. We're going to do an adventure. I'm so glad you're sitting in my office. It's so much better. <laughs> yes. Um, and you're cute as can be. And I feel like I can say that because my kids are older and I'm older than you. So I can call you cute. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. But she sent in your story mm-hmm. and we're going to jump right in. Go for it. Is that okay with mm-hmm. you? Um, and I want to tell you up front as well is that this is this will be my first conversation to have like this. So if I say anything insensitive, you have every right to correct me on air. Got it? That's fine. Deal? Okay. As long as you don't feel afraid to ask something you're afraid is insensitive. I okay. really am not easily offended. So, so you want me to ask what I'm if thinking? If you think of a question that you're like, oh, I don't know if I should say that, ask it. Because okay. I think a lot of people don't. And I'm always curious to what we want to What are know. they wondering? Yeah. Deal. Okay. Thank you for giving me that permission. <laughs> If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. 
Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music. Just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Okay, so I, I want to also set the stage real quick for the listeners is mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about probably some things that if you have kids in the car, you should maybe listen first before you, because mm-hmm. I have a lot of, um, yes. I'm thinking specifically about a sweet listener, literally, who's like nine years old, who loves my show. Aww, sweet. Uh, but mama, you might want to listen to this one first. Okay. Yes. So let's go. Oh, and in addition to that, there is just the nature of it is could evoke fear. Trigger, if yeah. you're someone uh-huh. who is easily afraid to be at home alone without your husband, or if that's an issue in your life that you need to work through, either don't listen or or listen all the way to the end so that you hear how it ends and, or and a, hear the confidence. And have or, a friend who, yes. you know, that knows that you might struggle with this. Um, it could also trigger some stuff mm-hmm. in someone's life as well. So look at all of our warnings. Like, here we go. <laughs> if you've now gotten, everyone's going to be on the edge of their seat. If you've through this, you're ready. You're yeah. ready. Um, okay. So you have endured something that, like you said, I mean, it's your worst if I were to list my greatest fears in life, this would be in the top three. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I just literally got chills mm-hmm. just saying that because it really would be top three. Real quick, tell us what happened so we can get people off the edge of their seats and then let's go back and talk about it. Okay. Um, shortest sentence I can say, my home was broken into on a night my husband was out of town and it was three men who broke in, wanted electronics or whatever. But once they realized my husband wasn't home, obviously took advantage of the situation and I was raped by all three of them. Did you have a child at home? All four of my, four of my children at the time were home. Asleep. Yes. Okay, there it there was. It what year was this? This was the summer of 2014. Oh my gosh, you haven't even been four years. Mm-mm. Okay, all right. So let's go back to the very beginning, just because, like we said, greatest fear. How did that even? How did this even start? When you think of someone breaking into your mm-hmm. home, I mean, I picture breaking windows, pushing yeah. down doors. What yeah. did that even look like? The invasion. Um, they from everything that we could tell, they opened, or I had left the, the window open in the kitchen. Like open, open or unlocked? A couple inches okay. open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess they saw that and pushed it open, took off the screen, climbed in, which I'm amazed I didn't hear because they like had to climb over my clean dishes to get in. So, you know, they, you were asleep. I was asleep. Um, just to kind of the light of the house, my bedroom was downstairs and I could actually see from where my head was on the pillow, like through a living room, through the kitchen, all the way to my back door. Okay. Um, so they had come into the kitchen and then let in the two other ones through the back door. And that's actually the moment where I woke up because I had chimes hanging there mm-hmm. above the door that no one in our family was tall enough to hit with their head. Mm-hmm. But it, I always like joked it was my security system mm-hmm. because if someone taller came in, I would hear it. And sure enough, like that's what I woke up hearing. Mm. And, you know, you're sleeping. It's two o'clock in the morning. You're like, you're not oriented, but mm-hmm. kind of that thought of like, Simon, like, is that my husband? And Cause he's out of town. He, well, he was actually only three blocks away. 
he was staying on the campus of a college that he worked at. Mm -hmm. We only lived a couple blocks away and he was required to sleep there overnight for his um, doctoral classes that they did during the summer. Okay. It was one week and this was the second night he was gone. Okay. So he was close, mm -hmm. but not there. Yeah. So I, I'm out of bed. I'm walking towards something that I'm fairly certain is not him. Okay. You got up out of bed and just started walking towards... I did. And I, the only thing, you know, obviously you go back and mm -hmm. wonder, why did I do certain things? Like my phone was right by my head. Why did I not just sit there and call 911? I just had, you know, you didn't think yeah, in that I moment. Mean, it was like, I'm mama bear right mm -hmm. now. Your <laughs> you babies, know? yeah. I'm the, my husband's not here to be like, go see what that yeah. is. Mm -hmm. um, so I just got up and went. And as I got to the kitchen, there was three men right in front mm -hmm. of me with hoods on. It was completely dark. I couldn't see them. And um, in your first thought. I, it's it's kind of a surreal moment. Like it's like they're in your space. Yeah. So it's very intimate immediately. Like when someone is that close to you in your house, like it, it just feels wrong, but also you're very close to them. So I tried to just talk in very normal conversation and not to freak out and just like, okay, let's work this through. What do you want? And they wanted money. They're like, give us your, your money. And I literally that week had like taken all of our change jars to the bank because like our account was overdrawn or something. Yeah. And so I was like, I, I don't have any money to give you. Um, and they just kind of kept asking questions. Well, like, where's your husband? Or where do you have a phone or all this? And I was like, well, no, I don't have my phone, meaning I don't have it on my person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, no, I don't have that. He's, he's not here tonight or whatever. And it was kind of, I don't know what their plan was. But at that point, two of them said they were going to go search the house. And the other one grabbed my elbow and walked me towards the back door. Another one of those moments, I wonder, what, why did I not fight that? Like mm -hmm. they went up the stairs to where... Did you tell them my kid, of, I have kids up there? I did. I, well, they started walking and I said, stop, my kids are up there. Like, don't touch my kids. And for whatever reason, I trusted them because they were like, we're not, we don't want your kids. Like, mm -hmm. we're just looking for stuff. And I don't know. I don't know why I didn't fight. I think my whole thought process, if you can even have thought in that moment, was like, if I give them what they want, they'll leave. For sure. Um, and one of my daughters, one of the twins who was four at the time, was actually sleeping with me. Mm. So there's three upstairs and she was downstairs okay. with me. So at that moment, I'm taken to the back of the house. Two are upstairs and one is with me. And so there's, and he like puts me... I, you know, I'm like the furthest away from my kids. And at that point he says, take off your clothes. And I obviously hesitated, but again, not much thought, just, I don't know what else to do. Like, I can't fight a man. Movies aren't realistic. Right. Like, obviously yeah. now I've, I've had self-defense since then. And I know there's things that I could have done. Seriously. Like you have, I, and, I went and through, now, yeah, yeah, I went through a self-defense class, which was extremely emotional, empowering. empowering. But, yeah. Yes. Um, to go through after this, I'm you know, sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but in that moment, I, I felt helpless. Yeah. And like, if I give them what they want, they'll leave. Um, so from that moment on, I, I was raped by him. The other two came and we went to, you know, different area in the house. And this continued at one point they stopped and they said, swear to God that you're not going to tell anyone what we did, or we're going to come back and kill your kids. And, you know, the thought of that, and I struggled, I was like, I can't lie. I know I'm going to tell somebody mm. in the morning, but of course I'm going to say, okay, yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. Okay. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're capable of. 
So let me stop you for a second because there are a couple of questions yes. and you gave me, um, you gave me permission to mm-hmm. ask. And so I'll tell you, I've, I read the police reports. Oh, did you? I did. <laughs> um, and I cried when I mm-hmm. read them. I cried. Uh, I, I did mm-hmm. because it was very detailed. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's police reports and I had never met you. And so now I feel even more emotional mm-hmm. after sitting here across from you just for 10 minutes and then re- remembering mm-hmm. those police reports. Um, okay. So here are my questions I'm having so far as a listener. Are they still have their mask on the whole time? Um, they were never masked, the hoods. but they had hoods. I mean, I could tell their race. Mm-hmm. I could hear their voices. I could see their clothing, but I couldn't, I mean, that was about it. I, I don't think I'd be able to pick them out of a crowd. You, you, you but, thought I can't. Okay. So, and then in the midst of this happening, mm-hmm. how many hours are we talking about? They were probably only there. It wasn't very long. Okay. 40 minutes. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and just to kind of go back, like from the, from the time when that process began and they're you know, taking me to a different area in the house, um, I started praying out loud. Jesus, protect my children. Mm-hmm. Please keep them asleep. At one point, they took me to a room that was on the opposite side of where my other daughter was sleeping. And just that thought of like, mm-hmm. what if they get, like, I don't want them to wake up and see and this. see this. Like, can you imagine the torment a child mm-hmm. would have yeah. and then the scars the rest of their life? Yeah. Jesus, keep my kids asleep, please. What did they say when they heard you praying out loud? Um, I can't actually remember if they made any remark to it or they were just quiet. Yeah. You know, and I I tried to be um, candid with them as far as like, why are you doing this? Like, I, I mean, I wanted to connect with them on that level and be like, can you think about what you're doing? Like, and, and they were, they didn't make much sense when they were talking. Uh, once one has said something about running away with him. Like, I was like, what? were they on drugs? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. You don't I know. don't know. And I, I don't, I mean, there's no way to, to go back mm-hmm. and obviously know for sure what mm-hmm. was going on, but yeah. So then moved to another room. Why the moving? Um, I think they, it, it started in a bathroom and then they wanted to go somewhere else. We ended up in like an office room and then they were like, is there anywhere where there's a bed basically? So, and we did have one room that had a twin bed that wasn't being used. So that's where we ended up in. Um, so, Yeah. So 40 minutes, and I don't know why I thought it was longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so 40 minutes. It were, happened very quickly. When you hear, like, it was, it, you know, when all was said and done, it was 12 counts of rape. Mm. But it's, that can happen. I mean, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. It's like, it's mm-hmm. not like. Yeah. Were you crying? No. And I didn't, when I think back, like, I didn't feel terrified. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. feel super afraid. It was like, this was happening to my body, but I wasn't letting it ruin me in that Mm -hmm. moment. Like I felt like I had a clear head. There was one moment they shut after they kind of had their way with me. They wanted to go keep looking for more things in the house. They went around, they found my phone. I actually, I was standing in that room and I could look out and I saw them across my living room in my bedroom where my daughter's sleeping. The lights were on and he's rummaging through drawers like beside her. She never woke up. She never woke up. And I was just, I mean, obviously like praying the blood of Jesus over this place. Like, God, please don't let her wake up. And um, they at one point came and shut that door where I was and I had the window open in the room and I thought, I just, I want to run away. I want to get away, but you can't, you can't go. I just listened to a podcast recently with um, Elizabeth Smart 
Do you remember her? She was in Colorado or Utah, I think, and was kidnapped out of her house when mm. she was a teenager and held captive for nine months. Wow. Um, and listening to her talk about that experience, that ordeal, which was nine months, mm-hmm. and we're talking about 40 minutes here, both still as gruesome and awful. I see a lot of similarities and just like you, you do what you have to, like they threatened mm-hmm. her to kill her family if she ran, you know? And so yeah. you take over where you think what I'm assuming I have never experienced this, but it sounds like you just take over and what do I need to do to protect the people mm-hmm. around me? Yeah. yeah. And I, and again, you go back, you think, how else could have I done it? Like, what if I would have tried kicking them in the balls or, you know, those yeah. things that you hear to do. Well, any way that I play it out where I would have even, even tried something more violent it always ends up worse. Yeah. Like the police end up at my house and then my kids are woken up and it's just this big traumatic event and that's not the way it played out. So even though I wonder yeah. how it could have been different, uh-huh. I, I can't go there because it, yeah. it happened the way it did. So here's a question I do have. And I, again, I hope it's not insensitive. 12 counts of, of rape. Mm-hmm. I, I assume that is raped 12 times, but then you told me 40 minutes. And so that seems impossible. Okay, so... A rape can count, a rape is considered like one count is uh, any interaction between a private part okay. of different bodies. So, like one count of oral rape. Okay. Um, and that could have happened multiple times, and that can happen within three minutes. For sure. So, um, okay. so that's kind of where you get the multiple counts. Mm-hmm. And then, since there was three of them, mm-hmm. it's not like they were, I mean, this is very, <laughs> this is a lot of information. It's not like they were finishing every time they penetrated, mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. sense. But then but each that time that would be a count. count. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so, when this is happening, are you thinking, what am I going to do when they leave? Or are you staying in the moment the whole time of just protecting right now? Because I'm thinking, like, yeah. you know, you see the, I mean, all we know is movies, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, are you thinking, okay, as soon as they leave, I'm going to do this and do this and do this? Or were you just figuring out what am I going to do right now in this moment? Totally in the moment. Yeah. 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 So, and I, I tried, there was one point I tried talking to one, like, how old are you? And he wasn't answering. And he finally said 18, which I found out later isn't even true. I was going to say, I remember <laughs> in the police reports, weren't there, wasn't there a minor? Uh, I mean, technically... I don't know if three of them are. I don't know what, how old you're. Two 15-year-olds. Yeah, that's minor. And a 17-year-old. That's all minors. Yeah, that's what I thought. These are so babies. They are. And, you know, I didn't know that until a couple of weeks later. Wow. And that changed my perspective. If I would have known that, I probably would have talked to them a little differently, like more like a mother, you like, know? Where's your mom? But I had yeah. no idea. I yeah. didn't know if they were older or younger. Uh-huh. And so there was that fear a little bit of like, oh, I don't know who's who. Yeah. what you're capable of. And they have the power. I mean, let's just, mm-hmm. this is you were powerless. Yeah. And one thing I am thankful for, which could have made the situation totally different is that there was never any threat or showing of like a weapon or being violent with me in the way of like beating mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, obviously rape itself is a violent act, but outside of that, there was no mm-hmm. aggression, mm-hmm. which I'm very thankful for. That yeah. that would have been a very different for sure. situation. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so 40 minutes, how did they leave? Um, they forced me to bathe, which maybe was their try- way of trying to cover it up. Maybe they saw it in a movie. I don't know. Um, and then... Well, now when you say bathe... Bath or shower? Bath. They're not so bright. Because <laughs> in your bath, how much right. can you really get off? <laughs> exactly. It's because they're 15. Um, yeah. um, so are they watching you? Uh, no. They were they talking said- in the kitchen. They were gathering, you know, they had our computer. They had my phone. They took my son's backpack, which he was still bitter about because it had his cool stuff in it, you know. Um, they took his change off of the top of the fridge. 
And so they were just, they were trying to get the Wi-Fi password from me when they were in the kitchen. I don't know if they were like planning to text their friends. I don't know what they wanted. And then they were kind of just done. And then they're like, come shut the door behind us. And okay, as I went and shut the door and the last one, have a blessed night, he says. I was like, really? What are you talking about? So they shut, you shut the door. Hmm. And I stood there and watched and wanted to see where they went. We had like an alley behind our house. And so I could see them go and I stood there for and a little they while. they took your word. I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously that was just to so scare me. So you stood me, there. When did like, did panic ever sit in? No. And it was, I'm standing there. I'm like, what now? What do I do? Do I go... I mean, do I go tell somebody? And I, I don't have, I, I sat there, try to rack my brain. Do I have any way to contact somebody without leaving my house? And yeah. I didn't, they took everything. Uh, I had neighbors close by, but I'm like, it's the middle of the night. What if one of my kids wakes up yeah. and they can't find me? I don't. What if they haven't gone very far? Yeah. Like, and what if they would imagine come back? that? Yeah. I didn't know. Um, so I just felt, I was like, I just need to stay here until the morning. Um, I, I went and like put back on my same clothes and went and actually tried to lay back down in bed. But then this the smell of them on me. I could just, I hated it. I went and took a shower. Um, and then laid on my couch and just laid there and laid there. And then one of my kids actually did end up getting up and had just had to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. um, you know, help him go to the bathroom, put him back to bed. And she wanted me to lay with the one that was sleeping with me. So I went and laid with her and obviously didn't sleep. Um, I remember as soon as I saw light start coming in the window, that was like the best Mm. like sight. Okay. It's day. (laughs) I I made it through the night. We can do this now. Like we can move on. Um, I think it was a God thing. All my kids that morning had play dates arranged already that I was, I was going to go look at antiques or something fun. So they already all had places to go. And I, I was just trying to think about them. What can I do for them to make this as normal and not scary? Um, and so I prayed about it and I was like, okay, God, you're going to help me. Um, once it was light out, I went and got my journal and my Bible and I started writing down what I remembered about them, like the details. Are your kids already gone by now? They're still sleeping. Okay. Okay. Um, I wrote down details of what I remembered. I tried to write down kind of a little bit what have happened. And I wrote down a prayer for those three. Um, and what did you, I, what did you, what was your prayer for them? Um, for conviction. God to win their hearts, um, to bring them, bring them to justice in a way. But I mean, I didn't know exactly what that meant even at the time, um, but that they would be caught mostly because I would hate to think that they would do this to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And praying that something that I might've said or that they heard while they were there might've pointed them to Jesus. Mm. Um, that was a really bold prayer. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, well, I think, I mean, there's that, that part of you that's because we have faith and because we know the truth, you know, you feel sorry for people that are so lost. Um, so yeah, I knew they needed prayer. So you write down the details. It was recycling day. That's what I was, okay. This is like the type of person I am. I'm like, oh, I should take the recycling out to the road. Okay. (laughs) So I do that. I take it out. And on my way back, I see my purse in the alley. I'm like, oh, like, okay. So I go and get my purse and there's like my credit cards are thrown everywhere. I'm collecting those and I take them all back in the house. My kids start waking up and I like make them breakfast. <laughs> we, so I'm like, we're ready to go. Like, guys, we got to go get daddy. 
And I want you to sit down. I'm going to tell you why. Now, were you supposed to go get your husband or you're just going because of, because of this? Yeah. I was okay. like, guys, sit down. I have schedule. to tell you something. Um, and I feel like at that moment, God reminded me of this Adventures in Odyssey mm-hmm. story that we listened to where this the Barclays family, you know, all of their stuff gets stolen the night before Christmas, all their presents and everything. So the kids had this idea mm-hmm. of knowing about that. And I feel like God just gave that to me. And I told them and used that to tell them. And I was like, someone was in our house last night. They took my phone and our computer and we need to go tell daddy. And so, you know, they're innocent questions. Why would someone do that? And just explaining to them that people who don't love Jesus and don't, don't have a truth like that, like they, they just take what they need and they probably needed it more than us. And it's okay. It's just our stuff, but we need to go tell daddy. So we did. (laughs) So up until now, the way you're talking, you seem so just this is what I'm going to do. This is what's Mm -hmm. next. You haven't alluded to me at all. Panic, Mm -hmm. um, fear even. I mean, I'm certain you were afraid, Mm -hmm. but you sound so, okay, here's what happened. Mm -hmm. In that moment, are you, is that your personality? Because you sound like, okay, I'm going to take the recycling out. I'm going to write down details. (laughs) I grabbed, I saw my purse. I picked it up. I waited until my kids woke up. We're going to go get that. Like, is that you or was this supernatural? Um, I would say it, it goes along with my personality. I'm not emotionally driven, mm-hmm. um, which I think does play a big part in your in your recovery and your healing and how you handle yeah. those situations. Okay. So you go to find your husband. Mm-hmm. This is where I can imagine it. this story becomes very, even more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me how this all went down. You've got all your four kids in the car. Yep. I mean, that's a bomb to do. Tell me, because I'm curious as to how this, by the way, you know. Yeah. I mean, it unfolded. I I was planning on, you know, breaking it to him gently, but he walks out into the hallway after seeing me, you know, wave in the window. And as soon as he's in the hall, the kids. You haven't called the police. I did not because, well, I didn't have any way to call them as of yet. Like I didn't want to stop somewhere else. I thought, should I go to the police first or should I go to my husband first? Well, of course I'm going to go to my husband first. Like uh-huh. I need him <laughs> to go through this. So I figured once I talk to him, then we can do this together. Move forward. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as soon as he's in the hallway, the kids just are like, daddy, we were robbed. <laughs> okay. like, kids, yeah. And so, and you know, he didn't, at first he's like not reacting that badly. Like, oh, like what did they take something from the yard or, yeah, totally. you know, stuff like that. And, and kind of finding out, oh no, they took our phone and the computer. What do you mean they? Well, there was three of them. Well, how do you know? Well, mom talked to him. And then, you know, the, the interaction with me. And so we stepped away a little bit from the kids and there was like juice or snacks that they had. And, um, I I had a hard time again because I had promised that I would not tell anyone. And I'm like such an honest person that I was like, how do I tell him? Because I said, I wouldn't tell. Really? You really thought that? I did. (laughs) And so I'm like, um, ask me yes or no questions. Cause I didn't feel bad about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's like silly looking back, but no, you know, know. it's like those convictions run deep. And yeah. Okay. So he asked me, you know, like one by one, like, like, did they hurt you? Did they touch you? And, you know, like, and just like, once I said yes to one of those things, then I was like free to tell him. Yeah. It was kind of just like breaking that barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, so we embraced. And, what was his, and cried. what did he say? I'm going to cry right now. Um, I would probably have to ask him more than me. Like that moment is not as vivid for me as I'm sure it is for him. I'm sure it is for him. Um, I know that he held me. I don't remember what he said or if he said anything. 
Were you, did you cry here? When's the first time you cried about this? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. But he immediately, I mean, his next thing was go call the police. Like he went to the closest phone and called and we were supposed to meet the police back at the house like right away. Mm-hmm. So that's when. And then you had to tell started. your story a lot, I'm sure after that. Yes. Yeah. So that, that was a long day. Cause first we went to the house, um, just met them, told them the bare basics just so they could kind of, I guess, start an investigation. Um, it turns out there was multiple homes robbed that night by, we're assuming these same people. But, Is it true now? Do you know that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, but that night, I mean, that morning, it was also an assumption, but now we know that it is. Yes. True. Okay. Yeah. Um, and even, even little things like apparently they had broken into an, an elderly woman's home an hour earlier than ours. And she like let them take her purse, but didn't call the police that night. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if she would have called, mm-hmm. I wonder if they would have yeah. found him first mm-hmm. or, you know, they would have been in the area and they might've seen him or, you mm-hmm. know, you just wonder things yeah. like that. All in your, around your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you talked so. to that woman ever? No, I have no idea who it was. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So the police come. Mm-hmm. We tell them, I walked um, one of the detectives, maybe that was later in the day. And I can't remember the, which time was which, but I had to walk them through the house showing them this is where certain things happened. I know for sure they touched these light switches because you know, they look for DNA, yeah, all, mm-hmm. fingerprints, all that stuff, which there was plenty to be found. Yeah. Um, went to the police station, had to give the full report there. And then figuring out, you know, the kids, we've had people come pick them up right away in the morning. They were gone all day. We had friends who, um, the husband is actually a psychologist and his wife is an interior designer who taught in the program I went through. So like dear friends of ours. And we, and they said, come stay at our house. Um, and so we never slept in that house again. You sold it. Uh, yeah. And that's a whole nother story. <laughs> wow. I was, that was going to be one of my questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the investigation starts and, you know, we've heard your heart about this and we know that you are, you don't know the age of these kids, um, mm-hmm. yet, but the investigation starts. Are you scared? Are you thinking, is this going to happen again? Are they coming back? What did, what did I that definitely feel? was afraid. Yeah. Um, not in, because not in, you had told, um, yeah. Like, are they really going to yeah. come? Mm-hmm. Do I don't really know what they're going to do. Like I had really long hair at the time. I went and caught it, cut it off. I was like, are they looking for me everywhere? I went, I was looking around. Mm-hmm. So are they like, are they out there? I don't know who these people are. Um, we, they had driven our van at one point during the home invasion. I, I, I was going to ask you because did like it two leave? Them, yeah. Two of them drove it down to the gas station and got a snack and came back. Um, so we were like, well, I don't want to keep driving this van. Cause I feel like if they see it, they might know that's me. Yeah. So we sold that, got a new one. Um, obviously didn't go back to the house, but within four weeks, they knew who it was and they went and arrested them at school <sighs> and getting that call was like, oh. A weight off my shoulders. Yeah. All right, guys. I told you Rachel's story was hard to hear, but there's hope in there. I know it. I hear it. You're going to hear the hope. Guys, I want to thank our sponsors real quick for helping making the happy hour possible. First up is Butcher Box. 
ButcherBox delivers healthy, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork directly to your door. What you do is you choose from curated boxes, including a mix of high-quality meats, or you can customize your own box. So you can choose what they suggest or say, you know what, all I need is beef this month. Whatever you choose, ButcherBox meats come from humanely raised animals that are never fed antibiotics, hormones, or fatty fillers. Plus, all their meat is frozen at the peak of freshness in individual vacuum-packed, biodegradable packaging and shipped with a carefully calculated amount of dry ice to ensure that it remains frozen after it reaches your doorstep. Delivery is completely free, and you can choose your delivery frequency. Think of ButcherBox as your neighborhood butcher. Wouldn't it be fun to have a neighborhood butcher? Well, now you can have a neighborhood butcher box come to your door and whenever you want. They also have recipes available on the ButcherBox website and videos are available to follow along on the ButcherBox YouTube channel. We recently had some ground beef delivered to our house. And number one, I love anything that is delivered to my house. Let me tell you, that is the truth. Number two, the meat tasted phenomenal. When you've had good meat, you really can tell a difference. And thirdly, we can pick when and how much meat we want throughout the summer when we're out of town or when we're busy. I love that they let you pick how much you want. Right now, you guys, you can get free bacon. Oh my gosh, who doesn't want free bacon? You can get free bacon and $20 off your first box by going to butcherbox.com slash happy hour and enter happy hour at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash happy hour and enter happy hour for free bacon and $20 off your first box. Okay, not only do I want to thank ButcherBox, I also want to thank Third Love. They're supporting today's show. Armed with the measurements of millions of women, Third Love bras are designed to fit real women. I actually have several Third Love bras, and I love them. Some of my friends who know me, they say, hey, we hear you talk about these bras. Do you actually really love it? And I say, I actually really love it. Third Love sent me a bra for free a long time ago, and I have since gone back and used my own hard-earned money and bought some more. The reason I love them so much is because I don't have to go into a fitting room. I don't have to have someone touching me all in my business to see what kind of bra I need. With their Fit Finder quiz, Third Love helps you identify your breast shape and find styles that fit your body in less than a minute. All you do is answer a few simple questions. They've got 60 different sizes ranging from AA through G. You guys, they even have half cup sizing. Half cup. I love it. Third Love guarantees you a perfect fit. And they're perfect for the summer, you guys, because they have this smoothing fabric. It's lightweight. You can wear them in the summer even when you're sweating because it's so dang hot outside. Plus, returns and exchanges are always free and easy. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering my listeners, that's you guys, 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Jamie right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Jamie for 15% off. All right, you guys, here's the rest of my conversation with Rachel. So they arrested them at school, their babies. Mm, yeah. They're 15, 15, 17. Um, I have a 14 year old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't just, imagine. No, 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 imagine at all. You know, I jokingly all the time say teenagers are just stupid and dumb. And um, there are a lot of stupid things that they mm-hmm. did, you know, yeah. um, obviously. What did you feel like when you found out their ages? Um, kind of grossed out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also sad, mostly sad for mm-hmm. them. Sad that this is going to ruin the rest of their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So trial, they go to trial. Eventually did. Yes. It took a long time. Um, because like legal stuff. Legal or- stuff takes forever. Several of them were trying, they were trying to get 
um, tried as juveniles, Mm -hmm. but because of the nature of what they did, they all got bumped up to adult court. Um, So that just took, it takes a long time. Stuff gets pushed back. Um, So it wasn't until a year later that we actually, one of them pled not guilty. And so it went to full trial and um, had to testify. And that was a healing process for sure. I, I think without that, I could have healed fine, but having to go through that all again, I think the most painful part of it was hearing the defense attorney at his closing argument, tear me apart for, for my choice in it. Like, like I was consent. What is the word? Like you were a consensual consensual part of this. Yeah. And, and uh, questioning my character, like maybe I had said yes to it and now I'm blaming it all on them. Um, and yes just, to three intruders. Yeah, it, it was ludicrous, but still, I mean, I sat there so mad in that courtroom listening to him. Like I felt in that moment, like he should be on trial mm-hmm. with them because yeah. of the things he was saying like mm-hmm. are not true. Yeah. Like how dare he say that about me? Yeah. So I really wrestled with that. That was probably the most emotional I was through the entire ordeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it brought healing because it kept showing the truth. It it kept confirming what I had gone through and the healing that had taken place. And I got to look all three of them in the face and forgive them. And I don't know what they thought in that moment. I wish I could know, like, do they think I'm crazy? Is this, is like, does God use that to speak to them? And mm-hmm. even if it didn't that day, they now have 40 years in jail to think about it, which is really sad. So getting up to that moment of saying, I forgive them. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> We're listening to you just going, how would anyone ever forgive that? Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get there? Because I I, I don't think you're going to say, I just immediately felt like I was going to forgive them. Did you? <laughs> I didn't know what to think. Okay. How did you get to, I forgive you? Um, everything combined. The I mean, God is so much bigger than what they did. And it was like, they came and sin entered our lives through them. But God is bigger than that. And God brought so many good things, which we can take a moment to talk about those in the week. But like, like, who am I to say I'm not going to forgive them? Like God can forgive them. And God blessed our socks off after this happened. So like in that way, it almost Mm -hmm. made it like, of course I forgive them because now it's off of me. Yeah. Um, But to go back. So you know, within that first week, we're staying at our friend's house. We had family, like both sets of our parent, me and my husband's parents came. They helped with the kids. Um, about the third day, we had a friend of ours call and say, like, I know that you guys don't want to go back to your house. So if you want, I'll buy it from you and just resell it so that you don't have to worry about trying to sell it. Wow. So it was like, okay, like, thank you. That same afternoon, we got together with a different set of friends and they said, we just got a call from someone who wants to remain anonymous and they heard about what happened to you and they want to buy you a house, any house that you want. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> so it was amazing. It was like, what in the world? Like no one, people just buy you houses. Right. Um, and so like little things like that kept happening yeah. where it's like people just wanted to support us and lift us up. And it was like, we looked at each other and we're like, how do we feel like at our worst and yet we're like so happy at the yeah. same time. Like how is God bringing this joy where we know the whole world is at our backs supporting us. Mm-hmm. And there's just these three guys that made a bad choice. Like 
we have to move on in faith. Like God is there with us. Yeah. And then I started wrestling with that. I'm like, but what about women around the world who are, who are slaves? And this is their every day. Yeah. They don't have people buying them houses. And yeah. I'm like, God, what now? Like, yeah. how do I, how do I just wrap this up in a pretty little bow? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I struggle with someone's feeling guilty yeah. for the good things that happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with that. Have you done anything? <laughs> like how, how do, does that change the way that you serve, the way that you do ministry, the, the, the way that you and your husband give money? Like does, has that affected it? I feel it? like for me it has. Yeah. Like that's definitely on my heart. Um, but I don't think, I don't think that like, I don't think I'm there yet. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's something that's going to be a long, yeah. like a lifelong yeah. uh-huh care and concern for mm-hmm. people that go through that. And like, even something like this, like I told, I kind of told God from the beginning, like, I don't want to be like blasting my story. Cause I feel like that's saying, look at me and mm-hmm. what I went through. And this yeah. is what, what God did. Yeah. I was like, but if you, if you open up those doors, like my answer is yes. Yeah. So that's why I'm here. Well, that's why you're on the happy hour. Um, well, I want to ask a question that everyone's wondering, how do you go from married with four children, endure something in incredibly the most tragic thing you'll probably ever walk through in your entire life, 40 mm-hmm. minutes of hell. How does intimacy come back with your marriage? Um, I didn't know how that would work. Yeah. I didn't know. I was like, now what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. how do I have sex without thinking about those? And, and, um, the I'm one, I'm ask you another personal question real yeah. quick. Were you a virgin when you got married? Yes. Okay. So yeah, this is my one and only, yeah. my man, like, yeah. I don't know anything else besides yeah. that. Um, and so I re- I wrestled with that of like, oh my goodness, I had sex with these other men. And the one therapist I spoke to, she's like, what happened that night was not sex. Mm. That was them having power over your body. And that is not what sex is. And so that was so freeing for me. Like, okay, like that wasn't an intimate experience. That was just them showing off- Abusing you. Showing off their angry power Mm -hmm. and using my body to do it. But that's not sex. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, Simon was so, so gentle those first couple days, like he didn't even touch me mm-hmm. because he didn't know, like, how is, is it okay? Like one time he like touched my arm and he's like, is that okay? And I was just like, oh, I love that. I yeah. love that you're being so sensitive. And he treated me so well those first few days and even said stuff like, I'm sorry I, I ever yelled at you. And I, he's like, I'll never yell at you again. I'm like, oh my goodness, stop. That's obviously not true. <laughs> like, we're going to still but have I'll disagreements. Yeah. I know. Thank you. Yes. I'll take it in this yeah. moment. Did he ever have any guilt for not being home? Oh my goodness. If you if you can imagine, like, you know, he's your husband. He's, yeah. His job is to love and protect my wife. And he had even said stuff before, like if anyone ever broke into our house and hurt my, my wife or my kids, like I'd kill him. So Which, that leads me to isn't true. Right. But that leads me to, I know you forgave them. Mm -hmm. Did, did he, does he say that, that he does forgive them? Uh, I think so. You think so? (laughs) He didn't ever have to look at them and say that, but no, he didn't. He he probably, he's not coming on the show because you know, we don't have men, but (laughs) if Simon were to be on the show, I would ask him that. I would. And you know what? It's one of those things that like life just kind of went on. Mm -hmm. And that would actually be a good conversation for us to have. Maybe I'll be really... in your RV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we should have that conversation. Just, I, don't, I don't know where he's at with that. I think because they were found, they were convicted. It makes it easier for him to maybe feel mm-hmm. like he forgave them because they got justice. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to his heart, I don't know. Yeah. Is it hard for you guys to talk about this or do you ever? Um, no, it's not hard. We're yeah. pretty open about it. Yeah. Um, oh, but back to the intimacy thing. Yes. Please finish. Um, so I would say 
within those first two weeks, he treated me so good. I found myself physically desiring mm. to be with him, yeah. which totally surprised me because I was like, I'm so drawn to you right now yeah. because you are treating me so good mm-hmm. and serving me and loving me the way that a husband should. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it didn't take long. Yeah. But obviously it was different because it was so close to it, what had just yeah. happened that it was like, there's certain things that are definitely off limits now because of what happened and the way that they did it. Really? So like certain positions, I'm like, no, I just, and they had been on limits before. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and it's not, not saying that will never change, For sure. but I don't want that to affect my intimacy with him. And if I'm thinking about that during it, yeah. that's not, that's, that's not, not a, the uh-huh. best closeness. Yeah. So yeah. for now, that's just like, that's the yeah. way it is. Yeah. But, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Intense therapy. And I wanted to talk about that yeah. if we have time to, we have time. to unwrap yeah. it because... Um, I want to say this too, as you ahead. talk about it. There is no doubt there are people listening that have endured rape. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I want to hear you talk about it and I want them, I want you to encourage them yes. as well. Yes. Um, I am so thankful. There was an acquaintance of ours, Karen, and she had lost her husband in a tragic way where she was there and saw him die. And she ended up having almost like PTSD symptoms Mm -hmm. where she was, her body was freaking out. And she had been recommended to an EMDR specialist, which stands for, make sure I say it right, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. Okay. So it could sound hokey if you don't know what it is. I know what it is because in the adoption world, this is common for therapy. Go ahead. Um, So, you know, it could be used in adoption. It could be used for veterans. Um, But I was fascinated by the science of it. And she actually said, I'm going to take you to your first session, which I so appreciate and really like the body of Christ is amazing. And not just people like, what can I do to help you? Or giving you a Bible verse. Like she took action. Mm. She's like, I'm taking you. I'm paying for it. I was like, okay. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm going. Um, but if if I can explain the science of this, because I think if there are people listening, they might pass it off as like, I've been to counselors. This is different though. This is different. Yeah. Um, so to explain the way your brain works, when you go through your day, you have memories, you have experiences. When you go to sleep at night, REM cycle of sleep, your brain takes those things, files them away in basically filing systems based on what it's connected to in your life. And that's how your brain stores information. So when you have a trauma event, obviously for me, that was that night being raped. For my husband, it could be the moment I told him. For someone who lost a loved one, it could be getting that call on the phone. Like trauma is an event that stands out from anything else. And when you have that event, you go to sleep that night your brain's like, whoa, this is not like anything else. We can't file this. So basically there is this event floating around in your brain, just waiting for your body to like smell something, feel something that takes it back. And it, it, it just comes like, oh my goodness, I'm back in that moment right now yeah. because it hasn't been processed correctly. So EMDR is a process It's not hypnosis. It's not anything like that. It's purely scientific that helps your brain make new pathways and neurons to basically create a new file for that experience. And I was just like, whoa, that is so cool. Um, They say it has the best effect if you do it within the first like four to six weeks, which I was- Of a a, traumatic event. Of of the event. So it can be effective at any point. Yeah. But that obviously the closer you are to when it happened- the best response you get. Uh So I was able to do it within that first 
month, that yeah. first like two months. And, um, you know, so it was like walking through what happens, very, very specific things like smells, touches, feelings that I had during it and thinking about those things specifically while she, it sounds so weird. I know what you're going to say. Tapped left and right on my knees and going left and right makes your left and right brain fire and our new like neurons and makes those new pathways. Um, so I went those times and then I went back like a couple months later just for a few things that I was like, this is still coming to mind. Like when I see this or when I hear certain things, you know, and, mm-hmm. and working through those things again. And um, it was amazing. So we've recommended several people since for different things that have gone. And, and it's, it's amazing. not, crazy. it's not like weird guys. It is, it is real. <laughs> I know I, I am aware of this and have several friends that have used this okay. after traumatic events uh, for sure. Um, even one of my little buddies has been through it in a counseling mm. session. I actually before. took one of my daughters once yeah. and she was only five. Mm-hmm. Because she was having this like severe separation anxiety. Yeah. And we took her and like it, for her, it wasn't an immediate, mm-hmm. like she got better, but it like it worked. Like yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you're doing all of this in the year before that trial. And so mm-hmm. by the time you get, this is what we need to remember also, yeah. by the time you get to that trial, you have worked so much on your healing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that helped you. Yes. Endure that time. Yes. Did they all three go to trial? Um, so the only one went through full trial with a jury, everything like that. The other two ended up pleading guilty. So I just had to go to a sentencing and couldn't make a statement. And so you looked at them mm-hmm. and said, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. What else did you say? Um, that I'd be praying for them and that I was sorry for them and the choice that they made. Did you say anything like you hurt me and my family or they knew that? I think they know that. Yeah. <laughs> 40 years, all of them. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? I mean, beyond because the yeah. justice, but then you're also looking at a 15 year old kid. How does that yeah. feel for you? And has that been at wrestle? Uh, yeah, um, I have wrestled with it because I think my whole thought process was like, I don't know what the right punishment is. So I'm going to release this to the courts and like not make any recommendation about what should happen either way. Um, and so that's, did they ask you for the, a recommendation? Uh, they, I mean, that's what at sentencing, okay. like that's basically your chance to say like, I think they need more time yeah, or mm-hmm. set them free. You know, mm-hmm. you could yeah. say whatever you wanted. Um, and so that was my thought, like just let happen what the court has decided is the right punishment for people that do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course there's been times where I'm like, well, if, if this has happened to Jesus, you know, that's kind of always go to, well, Jesus wasn't a woman and yeah. he wasn't yeah. married, you know, uh-huh, there's yeah. different factors. Um, but I'm like, what if he said, forgive them and set them free. So yes, I have, I have wondered like, was that the right thing Mm -hmm. just to let it happen? Or should have I asked for grace because they're so young, because they have a life ahead of them. And now, I mean, I can't go back. I can't can't change it, but I can pray that while they're there, that God will use that time to show himself to Mm -hmm. them, that they will get help that they need, that there will be Christians who are there and visiting them or, you know, yeah. Maybe somebody else. Was there family? <laughs> Did they have family at all of the trial and sentencing? Some. They came from a lot of broken homes. Yeah. Um, so there was different people there. I don't yeah. know who everyone was, yeah. but there was some, there was one fam, one of them that I could tell had more support than the others mm-hmm. and, and hearing them cry when the sentencing was sure. given. And, and it was a heartbreaking moment. I'm sure it was. How are you going to talk to your kids about this one day? <laughs> I don't know. And uh, I remember thinking the very first week, um, you know, like obviously yourself, the kid's salvation, like that's my 
you know, my number one priority is my kids being saved. And I had the thought, like, if, if we get to the point where we tell them this, and this is what like points them to Jesus, like it was worth it. And I, I don't, I'm hoping it doesn't take that long. (laughs) You know, I hope that they, that they stay close to Jesus regardless, Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't know. It will be a very interesting discussion and walking them through that, but I'm so excited for them to put all the pieces together in their minds. They're like, we got robbed. We got a new house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So letting them put those pieces together and then like they'll be old enough and mature enough to know like, wow, like that's the walk that my parents had. And that's why everything happened the way it did. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll be heartbroken, but I hope that they are like so built up Mm -hmm. and challenged to, to do the same in their lives. Yeah. What's it like for you now when you stay home by yourself? It took a long time before I would, before I stayed home overnight alone. Um, and I was actually telling a friend yesterday about the the first night that I did, like in the middle of the night, there was actually something that fell into my kitchen sink and like, it could have set up, we had an alarm. An alarm was great (laughs) for that time. Like uh, I loved a security system, but like somehow it didn't set off the alarm from the glass break noise. Oh, you're the glass broke. Well, like it was a glass, like it didn't break, but like it was loud. Uh Like it could have set that off Mm -hmm. and it didn't, if it would have. Oof. Yeah. I probably would have been freaking out. Yeah. But somehow I heard that sound and like I think it was only God like I willed myself to go back to sleep. I didn't mm. even go look. You didn't even go look. And I was like, I'm just going to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And in the morning seeing that this little vase had fallen off my windowsill into the sink and I'm like, if that isn't Satan trying to mess with me, I don't know what that is. You're like, like not today. <laughs> uh-uh. So mm. so there's little things like that that have happened um but generally I'm okay with it. Now we've obviously moved to Florida. Um, just I've lived there over a year now and it's amazing like how even more free mm-hmm. I am. Like I, now I don't drive by that house every day yeah. and I used to. Mm. Um, so I never think about it. But even just a couple of weeks ago, my husband was out of town and I stayed up late sewing. Mm-hmm. And that was what I did the night that they broke into our house. And I hadn't had that same exact like scenario where yeah. I stayed up late and uh-huh. he wasn't there. And I had this like moment where I'm like, <gasps> like kind of took my breath away. Like, oh my goodness, I'm staying up late sewing. Just like And he's night. not here, you know? So I texted him. I said, will you pray for me? I'm staying up late sewing. And and so he did. And, or, you know, I, I try, I try to stay level-headed. I try not to let my emotions or the what ifs run away with me. I stayed up and I finished my sewing. Well, you seem like a very level-headed person. I mean, you know, throughout your whole Uh story. Yeah. Is it hard for you to tell it? No, it's not hard. I just always wonder if I like remember to tell the right details. Like, you know, you want to be a good storyteller. Yeah, yeah. So it's always like, oh, am I telling this like the best way mm-hmm. that it it doesn't sound scary or that it unfolds the right way? Or am I telling too much or yeah, not enough? For sure. Like, so I, I I haven't told it enough that I have it like a yeah a, a same way that I say right. it every time. Right. So I well, just pray every time, like, okay, God. Let the words come out the way you want them to. Well, I'm telling you, even just hearing your story today, and I told you I read the police reports, Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just horrific, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then hearing in the email that was sent, and then hearing you even say that you forgave them, I think as a Christ follower, Mm -hmm. having not been through this, I'm like, well, sure, God's for. I mean, I can forgive someone who hurts me really bad or like a woman who's thinking, how do I forgive my husband who mm-hmm. had an affair? And mm. and sometimes you're like, well, if God can forgive me of all my sins, I can forgive them. Yeah. And I think, I mean, honest, I think that when it becomes sexual, it becomes even harder. Um, 
It's different though, too. Be, and, and I think about those situations where it's, it's easier in my sitting, not that it's like ever easy to forgive, but there's, a, there's different things that you have to live with. Like if you see your husband every day and he's the one you have to forgive, For sure. that's like you're forgiving every, every day. day. Mm-hmm. Where in this situation, it was someone we didn't know. Mm-hmm. There was closure. There was all these other blessings that came yeah. and it was like, it was easier mm-hmm. to let it go. Yeah. But there's like our family has walked through some other things with people that we trusted that broke that trust, um, like with one of our children. And it's like, oh, how do we move that's on been now? Yes. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's the long run. That's like you you got to live with that and you got to work through like, what do we do now? Yeah. And we see these people and we talk to these people. Um, so, yeah, that's it, it's all different. I never and, thought about that, mm-hmm. that you have you do have a lot of closure in your mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone is listening and and they have endured um, and been sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. raped, if you could say someone, what do you want to say to them? Um, I think probably, I was trying to think about that ahead of time. <laughs> like what, what can you take away? How can you encourage people? And I think a lot of people, we, we were in a setting where we had such good counsel where we had like a psychologist telling us like, this is what you should do and the steps you should take. If we didn't have that, we probably would have stayed to ourselves more. Mm. Um, If we didn't have the body of Christ coming to help us, we wouldn't have had that same kind of love and joy that we felt. So I think if you don't have a community, you're not going to have the same kind of healing. So like, I think that talking about it, telling people you have to get help. Mm-hmm. We, we think that we're maybe like, we don't want to bother people with our story yeah. or act like we're needy. But I think that that is, and, and I've heard that before. People always say, tell someone, talk to somebody. And they're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. You have to. And um, if people give you advice, taking it, mm. you know, like there was one counselor that I went to that was recommended to me and I, I didn't get much out of it, honestly. Yeah. And then I went to the EMDR, mm-hmm. but I still went, yeah. I still tried. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, if there was one little thing that helped me from that, well, then that's good. Yeah. You know, it wasn't yeah. a wasted effort. So reach out and, and say yes to the things that God puts before you, mm-hmm. whether it's someone coming to help you or offering you a meal, like say, okay, yeah. <laughs> say yes. And there, there can be hope again. Mm-hmm. There there can, there's hope on the other side. Definitely. There, and the word that my husband likes to use in his line of work is um, like liberation, where it's it's freedom, you know, liberation. They're very, so much the same, that, but he likes the word liberate uh-huh. better. Like it's like the setting free of the imprisonment mm. and, and, you know, casting off of the chains and, and moving forward and, um, so yeah, be liberated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean... Seriously, if you walk through your the rest of your days, you've got a lot of days left on this mm-hmm. earth, probably. Um, if you walked through them chained to this, mm-hmm. it would be miserable for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I, I really think what one thing that this did bring about was like the realization. I know that people can go through something like this and solely rely on God's word and the church to be their support and that they can still find healing 100%. I also now fully realize the value of um, like psychologists and people that have gotten the education on how your brain works and have heard so many documented cases of these things. They have such wisdom to offer that a pastor might not know that side of it. Um, Not saying that God can't come along and fill in those gaps. 100%. um, But like, you know, we go to a medical doctor. Yep. 
and we use their help. And like, I feel like so much the same is true for situations like this. Like they can, they can basically predict exactly the steps you're going to go through. And that way you can get support as you go through it. So we need a brain doctor and a trauma doctor. Yes. Yes. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. <laughs> um, okay. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I hope as people listen, and I'm going to ask you what you're loving, but it just seems weird to ask you what you're loving after this. But <laughs> I, my hope, and I told you this before we started, is just that women would be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Even if you've never walked through this kind of situation, it's encouraging to listen to someone walk through something so hard and still mm. have hope on the other side and see God work in their lives. Um, yeah. And, and if s- there is someone that has gone through it and hasn't talked to someone that has gone through it, I mean, I just thought of that was a part of my story. I didn't share like within two weeks, I w- God arranged it that I ended up being at the same place as a lady who had gone through something extremely similar we got to sit down with her and her husband and talk about it. And it was like, yeah, someone gets it. And I feel like that's something that, I mean, you can talk to like psychologists and everything, but actually talking to someone that's been through it. So like if there is someone that's gone through it and hasn't talked to someone else that has gone through the same thing as you, like email me. I'm like, are you going to give out your number right here? Yes, like call me or we, you know, we can set something up because... Cause that it's different mm-hmm. once you've gone through things and yeah. I mean, you've, you've adopted, Yeah, you know, that it's different talking to other parents that have adopted than For just sure. parents who don't adopt, yep. you know, exactly. It, once you go through something, yeah. you're on the same page. It is. You have something in common for mm-hmm. sure. Um, okay. What three things are you loving? Okay. I don't know if you noticed I'm wearing Fabletics leggings today. Are they Fabletics? Because I listened to one of your podcasts and like literally it got done and I got on the website and ordered two Yay. Pairs. Okay. I'm going to come over here and touch them. Yes. So oh, they're they super like good. feminine and floral. And <laughs> now so, are you a Fabletics? Like you're going to go work out or you're just going to wear these because you're. Oh, these a, are like my mom pants. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, my friends and I joke that you, you have to put, these are like your get it done pants. That's Shout right. out to Danielle. Cause that's what she calls them. <laughs> like you can't bend over and pick up your kids toys. If you're wearing jeans all day. You're exactly right. <laughs> So yes, that's okay. my, I love them. Okay. Uh, second thing is I, you can get them at Walmart, Target, anywhere. These like corkscrew hair spirals. Have you ever seen those? Explain. I have them in my hair right now. You can take one out and you can see it. It's like a little corkscrew. You make your hair in a bun and then you screw it into your hair. There's so you two don't have of a them. rubber band. There's no rubber band and it holds it perfectly in place. I'm so. watching you screw this into your bun. <laughs> I love them. I've used them for years. So I was like, yes, okay. I should tell about that. Number three, naps. Yours or your kids? 
Oh, both. <laughs> I saw a thing today that said, I regret every nap I cried about as a kid. <laughs> like, I, yes. I, know, I was not a nap taker growing up, yeah. but I take them if I can now. Little yeah. ones, you uh-huh. know, 20 minutes. I'm like a 12 minute napper too. Yeah. Uh-huh. A lot it of makes times a big difference. I'll finish work at three and my daughter gets home on the bus at like 3.30 mm-hmm. and I'll walk over, lay down for like 12 minutes. There you go. And I'm like <laughs> dead asleep, 12 minutes. Yep. It's the best. What are you reading? Uh, I just started a book called Triggers by Amber Leah. It's a parenting book that talks about how to deal with your kids when they're not doing what you want. Oh, man. Don't we? <laughs> that's every day, right? So how do we deal with our it daily is. lives? So, and I just love it's broken down into really short chapters, and so far it's just like such practical, good yeah. Bible-based uh-huh. teaching. So that's awesome. I'm only like three you chapters You mean in. those beautiful kids that got out of that RV, they do wrong things? You want to come ride with the next, the, <laughs> the next 10 hours with me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Girl, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I thank you for telling your story. Mm. Thank you for being vulnerable. Um, I say all the time, stories change the world. And the reason they do that is because somebody gets to see um, God work in your life. Mm-hmm. Someone gets to not feel alone if they've been through something tragic. Um, they overcome... So- evil by the power of our testimony. There you go. That's what it says. So thank you for doing that today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Armed with the measurements of millions of women, Third Love scrapped the standard bra cut molds and developed their own. With sizes ranging from double A through G, they guarantee a perfect fit. Plus returns and exchanges are always free. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, including you. So right now they're offering all of my listeners, which that's you listening, 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash Jamie to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Jamie for 15% off. All right, you guys, you made it to the end, which means you heard the hope and the redemption that Rachel talked about. I loved how she spoke directly to the woman who may have been hurt before. If that's you, I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that Rachel gets it. And more importantly, Jesus understands. And I hope you find some amazing counseling. When she said, who am I not to forgive them? God can forgive them. I thought I was just going to start crying right then. Guys, her story is tragic. It's very tragic. But her journey of walking through this towards restoration forgiveness, it's super encouraging and hopeful. It's full of hope. Guys, don't forget, we've got our book club going on and Happy Hour Live tickets are up for sale. Go to jamieivy.com slash events. Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and the music was developed for the happy hour by Matt Graham. Next week, my guest is Amina Brown Owen. You're going to love it. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 